Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode. Say bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> bye-bye. <laughs> G'day, how are you? Good. How are you? Excited. So I'll, I'll just do a quick little intro and we'll just jump straight into it if you're cool with that. All right. All right, cool. So here we go. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Woke Bloke podcast. Um, <laughs> I'm Nick Sutherland from MindFit and in an interesting development, Ryan Hassan from the Centre for Healing has reached enlightenment, so he's disappeared. <laughs> he is he has become one with the universe, and he no longer exists. So uh, yeah, we've got to change the name to the Woke Bloke Podcast. But in an exciting another development, we have Ryan's partner Mel in today. So Mel, welcome, and thanks for uh, replacing Ryan. Thank you. Yeah, he's gone five D, full five D. Five D. He's around. Sometimes I talk to him on the ether, but. <laughs> Can't you're find sitting, him anywhere. You're sitting there and you just experience him on some <laughs> level somehow. It's just that's right. Um, oh, he's here somewhere. His energy. Exactly. I was talking to a client about it this the other day. Um, what were they talking about? Dying um, and was, was living and dying. And I can't remember the exact sentence they said, but it was we started talking about oh how as soon as we're born we start dying, so we're living and dying at the same time. Yeah, mm-hmm, it's, it's, mm-hmm. they're not two separate things. Um, but how we don't die, like it's only the body that dies, the energy doesn't die. It's just the the, the organic structure of us dies really, doesn't it? Yeah, totally. And like I, I 100% believe that. Like I was a total atheist before I got into all this stuff. Um, went to a Catholic school, all that, didn't believe any of it. It was like all about science. So when I went on my spiritual journey, I was like, holy crap, there's like my soul and like there's this whole other level, like it's amazing. And and then obviously taking clients through life between life and seeing and experiencing their soul over and over again for like a lot of years. And then it wasn't until like I, it was super confirmed, like I already knew, like I already trusted it. But when I got to speak to my dad on the other side, because he passed away this year and I was just like blown away. He's like, it was like the medium was amazing. And I went in there with a really open mind. Like I didn't have any expectations. I just needed to talk to him about a few things. I was blown away. It was like speaking directly to him like wow yeah that, things that no it's going to be a um, an unnerving experience i imagine if you if you've never experienced it your first time and all of a sudden your dad who was on this plane and on this yeah plane, this no yeah here. where was he did you ask where he was and having a full conversation with him no i didn't i didn't really ask that i just assume he's on the other side um, the other side of what Where's the other side? I don't know. Maybe he's like right here. (laughs) And and when you say, I went on my spiritual journey, I'm imagining you're packing a knapsack, you know? (laughs) Yeah, I Like a a handkerchief. No, more than a handkerchief. You need like boxes of tissues. You've got a a red and white checkered handkerchief (laughs) that you fill with tissues and you tie around a stick and stick (laughs) on your shoulder. Oh, see guys, I'm off on my spiritual journey. (laughs) It's, uh, okay, so... 
So for listeners, we, we need to roll back a bit. So yeah, you you and Ryan, well, well tell us a story. Bring us. So who? Oh are, God! Mel, oh. How does Mel fit into the grand scheme? Ryan's usually sitting in that seat, but he's yeah, I know. He's not here today we've we've given him the ass. He. Uh, I know. I was like, I was thinking yesterday. I'm like, oh, work blokes. I'm like saying to Ryan, I'm not a bloke. Like he's like, we've had girls in there because like obviously I don't even listen to the podcast because I get to. <laughs> Thanks for your support. Ever? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, I get to I get to listen to Ryan's wisdom every day, um, <laughs> and we trigger the shit out of each other every day. But anyway, um, yeah, yesterday I was like, yeah, I'm a bit blokey, like I'm a bit of a tomboy. I'll be right, I'll be right with Nick. And then yesterday, Ryan just confirmed that I'm not a bloke. Like I was, we were like coming home from like dinner, and we got like a garage door, right? And like, so I'm standing on the outside and we go to like press the button and Ryan has this thing where he waits till it gets right down to the bottom and I'm just like freaking out because I think I've watched too much Final Destination or something when I was younger and I'm like, hurry up and he's standing there smiling at me and then he goes, I'm going to Indiana Jones it and he just freaking like rolls under it just as like there's that much left and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, I'm definitely not a bloke. I'm definitely not going to pretend that I am or That's anything right. like... <laughs> you're still woke and you're still... Yeah. So just, just push your mic away a little bit from... Oh, uh, sorry. That's all right, because we just, just push it out to the side. Yeah, try that. I'm talking That's, a bit loud. No, it's all right. It's just, it's just they have sensitive mics, so they pick up on everything. Um, all right, oh, sorry, so, but that, that wasn't our story. That was just our story from last night, but that really encapsulates our relationship. <laughs> yeah, so so where does it start? so Ryan's usually sitting in that seat. We've, we've given yeah. him a flick today because um, I wanted to have a chat with you without his influence, just to to really learn more about yeah the, the other half of the Centre for Healing. And so so take us back to the start. Ryan's in jail, you know, he's, he's <laughs> shanking guys and shivin' guys and all this sort of stuff, and he's deep in this abyss of a drug fueled hell. Do you know what? Our story starts earlier than that. We oh, met before that happened. Take me back. Where? <laughs> so I had just started my own practice. Like, I, I just, um, I finished studying. I, ha- halfway through my course, I'm like, this is what I'm meant to do. It was like NLP and stuff. And Was this after your spiritual journey? Uh, this is just actually before, or like okay. the start, like the start of the personal development journey, mm-hmm. quite so. And so, and then I resigned from my job like two weeks later. Um, just because I was crazy and then just started my practice in Chelsea in Bayside what was your practice um, called? MKH Empowerment Ooh, nice <laughs> MKH Empowerment <laughs> yeah what anyway K, what's the K and H stand for? that MKH are my initials yeah, yeah um, what's the K and H? anyway K, uh, Karen which is my middle name which is the name of my sister who died um so I got her as my middle name. Died before you were born, obviously. Yes, yeah. yes. Interesting. My dad's second or third marriage or whatever. Yep. He's had four. So, yeah. Um, yeah, his wife and his daughter died in a car accident. So, oh. yeah. Um, so, and the H is Hyman, yeah. right? Which, yeah. So yep. that's that's my initials. I just, I, I'm, I'm all about imperfect action. So I just. W- made up whatever, made a crappy website, just got started. You know, yeah, you just got to throw yourself in it. Yeah, you're the same. Yeah, yeah. I did. Um, what, what's what, uh, Vistaprint? I did a Vistaprint website. Was my first one. Nice. It was horrible. Oh, it was blue. <laughs> but pe- 
People don't care because they're so passionate. Do you know yeah, what I exactly. mean? Well, like, that, that, well, if the passion comes through, then that's what resonates, and yeah, the, the rest blows into the background. It's like with yeah. the person, you know. When they, then, I had a friend once, and he um, should I tell this story? Yeah, I should. Um, so, <laughs> who are you asking? My, myself. Okay. <laughs> my consciousness. Um, I had a friend, and he he was married to to this mm-hmm. very physically beautiful woman and and to look at stunning head turner any room and they got married and i think at the the wedding a few beers and i was chatting to another mate and he said yeah she the the first time you meet her is the most attractive she'll ever be (laughs) and i was like wow because i didn't really know i didn't spend a lot of time there i said why is that and he goes uh you'll figure it out and yeah, that f- that physical beauty really didn't stand up when the rest of her came out. And mm. so I think with our businesses, you know, early on, it's it's the same thing. It's 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 got a substance to it. And if that comes out, all the surface, all the facade, you know, can be misgiven. Um, that's it's, right. It's the essence of what comes out is what's important. That's right. The energy behind it. So yeah, in those early days, I was just putting myself out there, workshops, speaking, blah blah blah, and. Um, down the road, there was this um, uh, this lady that we knew mutually somehow, but she set up like this whole um, event at a medical clinic and she had all different people come in to speak in front of her clients. And so I was there speaking about stress and Ryan happened to be there and he was speaking about nutrition because he was selling like nutritional products. I think he was the only guy there. <laughs> I think <they> were- <laughs> Fish well, out of water. And it, was he an aircon <clears throat> installer at the time? He had, he had already just finished that. Right. Um, and he was doing the, he was selling the nutritional products full time. Right. And was that a pyramid scheme? Was that a Ponzi scheme? He was he, yeah, in? it was. Yeah. But hey, yeah, he's le- he learnt a lot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> has, he got, has, he, has he got that, what are they, MLM, MLM vibes? What's the MLM? Multi-level marketing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, no, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. um, anyway, so we just got talking there. We just connected straight away, and then we caught up a couple of times. And actually, thought that we went on a date, but I think he was just pitching to me, <laughs> and I got all dressed up, <laughs> and he was wearing a fucking singlet as he does, <laughs> and I'm like in a dress, and I'm like, and then like I don't hear from him. I think he came over once. <laughs> Nothing happened. I was like, what's with this guy? Like, But he was just going through his like divorce and all that. Anyway, and then I didn't hear from him for a year. He full ghosted me. And then... <laughs> so you don't oh, know all this. A, this is a, like... I don't. This is beautiful. This is such a beautiful time for me. I'm just sitting back. And keep going. Do your thing. Me and, the are, me and the listeners are invested now. Um... And then, yeah, and then randomly, like, one day I was just learning distance healing and then I went online and I saw he popped up on my messenger, like, as online, you know, and I was like, oh, this fucking guy, like, what's he doing? <laughs> the ghost is back. I'm going to message him. No, I wasn't doing that, actually. I, I wonder how he's going. It was more like that, really, but. Anyway, was he, so was he was he was he was he stalking you from a distance? Like how was he? How I don't think get... I don't think so. I think that was the last of his worries because that then I messaged you. I'm like, hey, how you going? 
And he's like, oh, I could write a whole book. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And so because I just learned how to do distance healings, I just tune into him and I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Mm, (laughs) And then I said, oh, I can feel like I felt pain here. And I'm like, I can feel pain in your heart. And he's like, well, yeah. And then I took him through like this little thing where you tap into your inner child or whatever. And he was just like, um, he knew I was like some kind of coach or or whatever. At this point, I was living with two other healers in Port Melbourne. And um, and I had been for like almost a year. And yeah, he, he said, oh, can I come and see you? I'm like, yeah, all right. And then, like, were you like, is this another date? Or is no, this a- <laughs> it's a, he wanted a session. And then I'm like, but, I, but he wanted it the next day and I, I was booked up and then... Um, yeah, and then I and then someone cancelled like two hours later, and I messaged him, and yeah, he he walked in, and I was like internally like, what the fuck? Because <laughs> he was like, yeah, like 15 kilos lighter, uh, and oh, this is where I can plug my booking because I've got this this story like in my book that I've written, mm. yeah. um, which What's I don't book have. A, book it's called The Natural High. The natural um, high. I am not organized. I don't have a copy on my iPad to show and I don't have the actual book because where I'm living in Thailand, it, the book hasn't arrived. Everyone else has been getting it within like five days. I, 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 um, I got my first copy. Did I tell you what happened? Yes, I was, I was, but yeah, you yeah, can so, tell the listeners. Yeah, Yeah. so so Mel sent me a copy, and, and which is beautiful. Thank you. Um, but I wanted to, to pay for a copy and support her. So... When the copy that she sent me turned up, a friend had turned up at the same time. We walked in the door, and there's this parcel, and I've picked it up and I've opened it. I'm like, oh, this is a book from Mel. And my friends looked at it, and she's going, oh, my God, maybe I need to read that. And I went, Whoa. the universe has decided that that is so. That's so, amazing. So then I jumped on and bought a copy of your book, and that turned up, yeah, like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> anyway... So, one day I'll get to hold my own book, but a lot of other people are holding it um, and loving it. And uh, yeah, there's a lot of that story in there, but basically that session was like so intense. It was a three hour session. Um, yeah, Ryan, because I had seen him like a year prior, he was looking real buff, everything real good, you know. Um, and so I saw him a year later after his little, um, what do we call it? living in a drug den binge <laughs> drug dealer he's getting locked low. up he's <laughs> yeah. existential crisis his rock bottom his yep. clothes are all torn he was like dirt all dirty he was 15 kilos lighter uh, but yeah I just got to work with him and he basically like I guess woke up in that session mm. or whatever and um, didn't use after that but that really uh, two days after that the whole building burnt down was it the I think it was the next day, actually. Did he tell you that? No. <laughs> so, my so, I got invited to like have an office where my friend was like he they um got a cafe in Port Melbourne on Bay Street, right? Yeah. And they bought it and they renovated it, and so it was a health food cafe. And upstairs, I had these rooms. They're like, hey, do you want a room? I'm like, yeah. It was beautiful, and there was like a yoga studio and a few of us and me and a counselor and that. And um, anyway, they were still, they had just finished renovating. I was up there. That's when Ryan came. He came in there. And so when we did the session, like it was intense energy. Like I was like, it was like a 
I haven't had such an intense one since, to be honest. Like, my, I was just pumping out energy. He was, like, vibrating on the bed over there. I was, it was so weird. Anyway, like... This isn't a sex story now, is it? No, it's not. Right, it okay, sounds like it, but it's yet. not. No. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, and so what happened was there's a there was a... Because um, it's a cafe, the kitchen was downstairs, directly under my office, right? Yeah. And so the next day, like... The ne- I was still partying at that stage a little bit. The next day I had a massive night, whatever. Woke up and um, one of the girls walks in my room and uh, the other healer and she's like, hey, just letting you know that your um, office is burnt down. And I'm like, what? And I had, like, had a hangover and shit. And I was like, can I talk to you later? And, and then she's like, yeah. And then and then um, I, well, I woke up and I looked at the news and I'm like, oh my God, like my office is gone. Like, what the fuck? And then... And then what? And then after like investigating, they found some electricity had ran into an air conditioner in the kitchen directly above, or some power directly um, above the kitchen, directly below my office that hadn't for about five years, and it burnt the whole building down. And so Ryan and I like that session was so intense it ran energy into the aircon, and he was an aircon mechanic. I'm like, we've literally burnt the building down. <laughs> With our energy, <laughs> what a what a cathartic experience! It's like uh, the phoenix rising literally from the ashes. I know it was like, and I was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Like I'll just find another space. And I was like, that's that's amazing. Like that's pretty intense. <laughs> that's that's the that's the universe going. Yes, you guys yeah. are like, and it wasn't even romantic at that point. It was still just, and then that really like, and then he he kept seeing me for sessions and then he wanted me to teach him, you know, and then, and then we were like business partners. And then after a while, finally I let my walls down. <laughs> and, and then, you know, when we, and then by that time we had our own, um, this Melbourne center of healing. And so when I realized, and it was a mutual friend that said, what are you doing Mel? Like he obviously likes you. Like, I'm like, yeah, I know. But like, you know, he's my business partner and he was my client. Like so wrong. <clears throat> She's like, just, just let it let your walls down and I'm like fuck all right and then I messaged him that night I'm like hey I think I like you or something along those lines and then he wrote and then he went to call me and I just piffed my phone on the bed like don't fucking call me and I went out of shower and I was like having a panic attack in the shower like what the fuck am I doing and then the next day I walked into work he's like I'm surprised you're here and I'm like yeah I know this is so fucking awkward and I went and sat on the couch he's like well, you have to kiss me now. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, full having a panic attack, like, like, like next to him, like this, like, fuck. And I'm like, full, for two days, I was like full just panicking. And, and he took me on a date the next day and he like rocked up with a suit and or booked like a seafood restaurant. And, you know, and then he's like, we walked in. He's like, this is our first date, like telling everyone and pulled the chair out for me. And it was just really intense, but that's how it started. Wow. And so, when when did you settle into it? When did you stop having your uh, panic attacks? And after like a week or something. <laughs> when was the first kiss? That day, he said. When I walked the next morning, he said, "Oh, we have yeah. to kiss now." And you did. Yeah, like after While my panic, panic attack. attack. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's that's cool. So you because I was my well, yeah. It just like all the walls had to come down, and like all my rules, and like, yeah. yeah. 
So that was yeah. the start, um, and it's been it's as intense so as since. So how long ago has that? How long ago has been together? <laughs> oh, I don't know, like three and a half, four years, or three and a half years, I think, something okay. like that. Cool. Yeah. So you were rolling at the Centre for Healing across from Southland in Melbourne. Uh, uh, firstly, we were in Hampton East because yeah, we wanted yeah. to be next to the flute centre because we're sending yeah. clients to flutes. And then we grew. So then I took someone else on board and then there, and then we had a, a nutritionist and another healer and only a, an, an office with a little reception area and like one healing room. And the poor nutritionist is like trying to see clients of people walking in and out. We uh, couldn't, we, yeah. we booked a capacity. We didn't have enough room. It was like a seventies office, like an old, in an old like medical uh-huh. clinic. And there was like ghosts and shit. And <laughs> I don't know. It was so, anyway, we grew, we're like, okay, now we're going to grow out of it. And we want to go to a big office here yeah, opposite Southland, which I think you came and saw um, when you came to do some podcasts initially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So we um and then and then the move to Thailand. And so that's the next chapter. Yeah, so um we uh, we grew to like quite a big team. So we had two full-time healers. We had the kinesiologists who were all working our asses off and Ryan and I were feeling really stressed. I'm like, how can we teach people spirituality and inner peace when we're fucking stressed out of our minds? Add a baby to it. And that was, I think mm. that, that just like pushed us over the line. So I'm like, and then I got inspired by one of Ryan's friends, Matt, who said, um, who spoke about his story about moving online. And I'm like, you know, it sounds really good and it sounds really family friendly. You know, I didn't want to be away from my son. I was feeling a little mum guilt. And so, yeah, we started that transition last year. And because me and actually, these are the words that me and Ryan said, we need to isolate. We actually initially started looking at places in like the country, like Gippsland and stuff. We were driving around. We're like, we just need to isolate from people for like six months. We just need our say so we're burnt out, you know. Don't, don't tell me you two manifested COVID. We either manifested COVID or we knew it was coming, so... Oh, my good Lord. Don't be angry at Dan Andrews for those of Victoria. Bloody Ryan and Mel manifesting COVID. Oh, yeah, we we need some isolation. You didn't have to include us in that. Everyone needed a little bit. Come on. Yeah. It's funny, when I came back from Thailand, I came back with this this philosophy that I wanted to live life as slowly as possible, you know, And, and then I've learned since then that my spirit animal is a turtle so it sort of all, all fits in really well um, and so when COVID happened and everyone was forced to slow down mm. uh, I, I just, I was like I was already in that space and I was just welcoming everybody and like oh, hi, how are you, come on in everyone yeah, isolation for everyone, it's a beautiful thing Do you know what Nick, that's the thing with being like, with doing so much work and being so clear is that your soul can come in and our souls are like, they can see so much further than we can see mm. on the physical plane, so if you are fo- following your intuition we're naturally going to it's like our soul is like our parent like and it knows that if we run across the road, they can see the truck coming up ahead, you know? Mm. And so it can see that before we can see it. So if we're in tune with our intuition, we can be two steps ahead. And I feel like that's what happened with us. Like we tra- we moved the whole business online. You know, we already planned to like live here just in time. I think we came on one of the last flights over here mm-hmm. in March. Um, 
so yeah, I think I think that's a huge part of it, you know. And I came back from Thailand in March. I'd been working oh. over at um, at Shiva Song, the health resort that I work at. So I'd just been done a two week stint there. So I flew back and just got in in back in time for Corona, which was <laughs> great because. Um, yeah, I had to open up my new space, so I had to be here to create a space while everyone's in lockdown. To people then... need that, Nick. That's yeah. What well, they people need are going to need it now more than ever. And I think yeah. that's. And I talk to people about Corona, and I say, look, there's pros and cons to everything, and I've been through enough lows and had enough experience, I guess, to realise it never feels good when you're in it, but if you can find the value, then it's always much better after. And Corona's no different. So one of the amazing things for Corona is that it's bringing... Well, everyone's starting to understand that we've all got mental health, which is great. Mm. But then it's bringing all of their disturbances and everything, all those distortions to the surface. The distractions aren't there. Yeah, so people have to start dealing with their shit. And it's beautiful. And it's horrible at the same time. But it's it's long-term, it's beautiful. So being here and then... Yeah, this building opened up for lease and it just happened really organically. And yeah, it's like we sort of preempted that, you know, the, the community going to need somewhere or something like this um, to, to heal after COVID. Totally, totally. Yeah. No, crazy, I agree. Man. It's, I saw a meme and it was like really encapsulates it. It's like these, I don't know if you've seen it, it's these people like on a roller coaster, like about six people, and everyone's like, ah like scared and there's this one guy just like this yeah Yeah, and it's like because you've been through so many like dark nights of the souls and that before that this is nothing like (laughs) i've actually posted that on my uh yeah instagram and i said um me coming out of um oh me me in times of um trauma or something just after i'd come out of the vipassana retreat like I'm just yeah. everyone else is freaking I'm just like coming out zen as fuck just <laughs> it's, all, it's all good everything's good yeah, yeah. so what's no, your book awesome. so what how, how did the where was the book idea first born and how did it come to fruition how did it how, did, how long was the gestation period um all that mm-hmm. so yeah I actually saw like you know the memories that pop up on your Facebook uh that I started it about three years ago right um and I don't know if it was just because I'm just like, I, I just remember just just getting into this kind of like really like hectic state of like, I've got to write a book. And I just started getting pieces of paper really manically and just writing down like the um, the chapters, right? And, the, and I just, and I just on my table and I was like writing them and like, and like crazily just like jotting down. And I, so I don't know. It just. So, what's the? Cause I did I did a course years ago, and I, I'd love to write a book. I've got all, you know, maybe I need to have a. I'm sure you day. have a lot to say. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's so the, so when I did this course, and they were talking about publishing a book, and they said, "What's the, what's the central answer? The central question? Because mm. pe- people come to a book because they're looking for something. So, what question does your book answer?" So basically, it's um, helping people uh, find inner peace, like in a nutshell, but it's actually coming from my own personal journey of the whole mindset that people, that most people have of like, you need to try and be happy all the time. Um, 
I was thinking about that just before we started and this whole, the pursuit of happiness and people are chasing happiness. And I'm like, if you're chasing happiness, you're already on the wrong path because you're already in the future. And and that's how people start in terms of um, their people pleasing and addictions. And that was really a part of like a lot of my um, behaviours, like a lot of my addictions were me trying to like show the world that I was doing well and that me trying to try and stay in this state of happiness is just unobtainable. So it's really about um, helping people. It's called the natural high because instead of finding drugs, external people and behaviours to find the high, um, it's about finding that within you actually via your purpose and inner peace. Um, so you sh- you that's should listen to one of about. our podcasts with, uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with Ralph to get back from We Are All One Story. And, and you know, he's a uh, Purple Heart recipient and he was a soldier, a Marine, had his legs blown off, uh, learned how to ice skate somehow and made the Paralympic <laughs> team. Wow. Um, yeah, and won a gold medal at the Paralympic Games. Uh, and, and he spoke about, you know, after the gold medal, like he'd, he'd been to war, he'd won a purple heart, he'd blown, got his legs blown off, he'd learned to skate, got a gold medal, and he said he went to this depression after the gold medal because mm-hmm, he'd finally mm-hmm. obtained this thing. Mm. And he, I said to him, "What's out of all of these things? What's the what's the what's the one thing that you've really valued the most?" And he said, "Yeah." find that inner peace and that happiness within it's not mm. out there it's always been in here and that mm-hmm. the most valuable thing was him recognizing where that happiness exists that's right and so the people like that it's aimed towards are really people that are just new to that on their personal development journey um, and also because obviously we ran a we ran a uh, rehab clinic so people that have addictions mm. um, to kind of awaken them to a different way of obtaining what they're trying to obtain. Yeah. So uh, because we've transitioned to just be, um, doing online courses, we've stopped our rehab programs, uh, I wanted to still have something there for people, you know, mm-hmm. and so that really pushed me to finish writing the book and publish it just so – because I felt bad. I'm like, people are still coming to our website. They're wanting, you know, to they're wanting help to recover – they're looking for rehab, but we don't offer that anymore personally. We do have other practitioners on the website that offer that, that they can reach out to. But yeah, I just wanted to give that everything that I've learned on my journey and what we've taught others in regards to that. Yeah. So the natural high and people can jump on the website and buy a copy of that? Yep. So the centerforhealing.com.au on the top, it just says the book Ooh, and the click book. on that. The, the book. book. <laughs> we had that with the client yesterday. So, you know, Shane's working with me now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which and is so awesome. We had, a disco- we had a discovery session, and and in every discovery session, I hand the client um, a, a diary so they can take notes and everything. And um, this client, her husband, came in for a discovery session on Monday, and I said, "Oh, you know, write all this stuff down, and we do a, a couple of exercises which bring some things to the surface." And and um, 
she says, oh, what did my husband get? And I said, oh, I can't share that information with you. If you, if you want to find it, she goes, I'll go and look at, I'll go and find it in the book. I'll go and oh, I'll find it in the book. And so <laughs> twice in two days I've heard this, the book. And I'm like, it's very Hey, profound. maybe that's a that's the um, title of your, your For book. For my book, yeah. It's, it's the book. It's the book. Like, the book. that's it. That's Simple it. as I'm that. I'm going to rock it. I'm going to rock it. Yeah. The, the, the title of my book was um, The Hard Path to Happiness. Um, so that's maybe it's doesn't just, have quite as much as a, of a ring to it, but doesn't. yeah, it, I'm, oh, I'm scrapping <laughs> it. I'm going with the book now. I'm just, Don't worry about the Bible, the the Quran. <laughs> We've got Nick, the yeah, book. Like the that's book. it. That's all you need. That's mm-hmm. that's the mm-hmm. end of it. And my stick figures will be in there, and it's gonna be amazing. <laughs> and it's gonna yeah, be wonderful. I've really, uh, I, I I guess from afar, I'd, I I admire who you are just for who you are and what you've done but also from a business perspective um because i know firsthand you know i've been running my business by myself for 13 years um just got shane coming on board now and um so that that's brought a different energy but it's finding that balance between trying to work in it and work on it and create the Mm. content and all that how do you are you good at juggling? Are you? Are you oh my god, Nick! This is this is my this is my journey, Nick. Like when Ryan and I started, and we were in that little dingy office, we were working twelve-hour days, you know. And I forget that sometimes. And now I've got it down to working two hours a day, um, and only one or two clients a week, mm-hmm. because I had to because of my mum guilt, and yeah. because I need to recharge and. I'm someone I like to sit there and kind of create things in the ether in my mind Mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden I'll just bring it into reality I'll just dump it so it's been a massive journey I've I've got an assistant now Mm -hmm. um, who helps me a lot with all the mundane Mm -hmm. tasks but yeah it's taken five years to get to this point where actually we've made more money than we have working less hours than we ever have mm. which is smarter a, a, instead of harder yeah but it i feel like you know i, I probably couldn't just teach someone that because it's i mean i can and i do i do in our courses we have a practice in a box and i and i teach everything that we because we've made we've made over a million dollars in our um in the center for healing like over the, the five years and i'm really passionate about what my purpose is to help healers do it full time and i mm-hmm. feel like because I was lucky that I studied business when I finished school and I feel like that's a missing piece of people because more people need healing and you're not going to get out there if you're not able to sustain yourself with the business. But healers are great at being healers but they're shit business people. Like they're always undervaluing and underselling themselves, aren't they? Yeah, and I'm here telling them I might charge more. (laughs) And they're trying to be in the gutter with the people they're trying to help. And like, no, you need to be out there. And I've been there too. And you know what? It's a journey, you know. Yeah, totally. Um, but yeah, so my, it, it, like my, in terms of business, my, the thing that's really changed it for me is stopping having to make so many decisions by um, getting a bit more woo-woo with my business decisions. Mm-hmm. And it sounds really contradictory because people think, well, if you're really spiritual, you wouldn't be um, so focused on your goals you know I think I've got it here I walk I I carry this around the house like our goals of how much we want to make every Mm -hmm, month mm -hmm. by when and how many hours you know but I check everything in the Akashic records except your business has an energy right what 
Dear Kate Shig Records, we, <laughs> Emma, my girlfriend, was we were in bed this morning and she jumped on Instagram. This, this is PG, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we, we, had, we had clothes on. And, okay. and she was just scrolling through and um, we were talking and then she found this Acacia Records. She found this advertising for, uh, it was a diploma in all of these real random things, but it was in great British pounds. It was £127 reduced to £29. And, you know, oh, yeah, like, Centre for Excellence. Yeah. Yeah, courses. <laughs> That's who it was. And, um, yeah, this is Akashic Records diploma came up. She's like, what's Akashic Records? And I'd never heard of it. And I said, uh, and I, I like to try and pretend I know things just to make things up and take the piss out of myself. <laughs> and I started doing that. But then all of a sudden, I started knowing what I was saying. And I said, it's, uh, it's <laughs> wow. like, uh, and this is creepy. I said, it's like our soul's filing system. And it's like where yes. we store all our things. And it's like our filing cabinet. And we can just go there and we keep all these records of through our lifetimes and everything. And she's Your like, soul is just like, pew, pew, pew. Dude, I was fucking tuned <laughs> right in. And oh, then, my God. And she's looking at me questioning because she knows I like to take the piss sometimes. She goes, are you being serious? I said, <laughs> I, I wasn't at the start, but I think <laughs> I am now. And I said, we have to figure out what it is because maybe I've just reached into my Akashic Records to mm. learn about Akashic Records. Mm. And mm-hmm. it was just this mind-blowing and so anyway, she looked it up and it was it was spot on. I was like, fuck. And there, you've just said it as well. Yeah, so. it's a huge part of it. I've got my Acacia Records book here. So I, 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 it's not something, it's something that I do on the side. It's like a hobby, right? Yeah. And so Acacia Records, you know, um, and initially I got into it because it was about manifesting, but it's really about what is the signature of your soul? What is your main energy? And are there any um, issues on a soul level that could be blocking your abundance? You know, how does your energy work best? How should you work? Um, What is the most effective way for you to work? Um, How should you show up for your business? So that's where I started with it. And then then, um, I did another course and it explained actually you know your your business depending on what level like it starts off attached to your record but your business has a record too and your business has its own it's not a soul but it's an entity right Mm -hmm. and so you literally can tap into that and see how other souls see your business and who you can attract Mm. um and actually you can get really geeky with it so I can check down to the color that I put on a sales page or down to the picture that I put on um, the website or the energy behind the words that I'm saying, are they aligned with our intention or not? Wow. Um, so I literally, I, I do an audit like every few months. So ever since I've done that, um, and, and it tells you to do things that sometimes you don't want to do or that is out of your comfort zone or you're like really attached to a certain program or an offering and it says that you can't do it or that needs to be changed or the price needs to go up or down and you're just kind of like shit and that's what happened. I, it said you can't do your mental health and addiction programs anymore. I'm like, but that's been our sole income for five years. Like people love it. Like how can I let go of that? And it's saying, well, if you want this intention to come into fruition, you have to let that go. And I was like, fuck, I'm like, have another panic attack. Like, how, you know? how, how deep is your attachment? <laughs> and so I'm, I'm like, I fully 
it already showed me results and so I'm like I have to trust it and Ryan's a little bit sus on it to be honest like, <laughs> and so I'm like saying I'm telling Ryan like how this, the Akashic records are telling Ryan how to do his ads he's not happy with that the Facebook ads <laughs> but I'm like we have to do it because look it's like it works and we did it and I let go and it and it's been fine you know and I've was- been able to and I've been able to send clients to my students and it's yeah. been beautiful, you know? Well, it's a discomfort precedes success is a mind fit motto and it sounds like you're embodying that. There we go, yeah. exactly. But if I didn't, if, if I don't think I would have thought of doing that on yeah, my, totally. on the, on the ego human plane. I would, I would have been too scared of, you know, I feel like. I have a tendency to do that though. I, I love to turn left instead of right. So, okay. um, you know, three years ago, I just completely upended my business and changed my business model. And, and I looked at my client database and into split into two databases. And this is the people I love working with. And this is who I don't really enjoy. I feel a bit drained working with them. Um, and that list was massive. And the clients I love working with because of the mm. energy was really Is small. that 80-20? Classic 80-20? Yeah, yeah, classic 80-20. <laughs> yeah. So I on the 80% and kept the 20% and then I went how can I just um, you know work with more of these people what can I put out there and when I when I let go of the 80% it was hard but it was so yep. it freed up space for yep. for more of the 20 to come in so and maybe like rephrasing your motto is like any time that I've gone into courage like stepped into courage do I have my scale this is our like scale of consciousness. This is like yep. our chart. And so courage is here. So we got, you know, any, this is Dr. Hawkins scale of consciousness. So anything like up here is like, you're not in ego anymore, right? So courage yeah. is the step into that, the next level, you know? Well, so, I, call, I call it living in trust. So yep. it's, it's just that, you know, my counselor said to me, he goes, Nick, you're a bit of a weird unit because you trust the seaworthiness <laughs> of your own ship. Which most people don't. So I just, I just have this mm. deep belief. I guess it is. It's, it's more than a belief. It's just a, it's just a knowing that I'm going to be okay, and, and it's, I have to let go. I have to break down and rebuild and break down. I, you know, my, um, what am I? In a Japanese, my, I'm a snake, um, so I'm always shedding my skin. So mm. I actually don't have an issue doing that. I, I love. Yeah, in, everything's impermanent, so that's uh, uh, something I embody as well. So I have no problem scratching everything and then starting it again. That's really interesting because this morning I tr- I was like applied to get into some group and it said what is the meaning of life and I just wrote to grow, you know. And so that's with everything, right? Like that's yeah. why we're here. That's what I believe anyway. And so even when it comes like to business people need to know like whatever you start with it's going to change like over time it's not going to be perfect right away and that's what stops people from starting you know you got to you got to know that as you grow it's going to evolutionize it's going to innovate it's gonna it's gonna change um you know you can't just set up a you know for me like I set up the course I'm like oh this is awesome I just record it once and it sells over and over no it's constantly having to be updated and there's no like real residual kind of income in that sense, you know, because things need to be maintained. Like even if you buy properties, they need to be maintained and like upgraded. Well, st- stagnation just kills things, doesn't it? There it needs go. that flow. Yeah. It needs um, 
you know, it needs energy flowing through it. It needs our bodies need blood flowing through it. It, it needs mm. shifting. It needs evolving. And there's that expression that a man who is the same at 40 as he was at 20 has just wasted 20 years of his life. Mm, love that. That's so true. And so it's this. But people are afraid of change and, and the anxiety that comes up in it. It's because they're so. Um, attached to this sense of security we you know just i need to feel safe this business is working for me at the moment it's generating income this is safe i'm going to hold on to this and all of a sudden they're fucked because they've created this attachment mm, and then they're trying, to, they're trying to freeze things as it is but the universe is going to continue to go energy is trying to continue to flow but as soon as you freeze it you block it and that energy becomes stagnant it's like the chi you know you go and see a that's a what i'm imagining in my mind it's like that river of chi yeah. and if you like try and like just go like that it you would just smash up. you into bits yeah, <laughs> yeah. you go and see a, a doctor of chinese medicine and he's going to unblock your chi and it's going to start flowing and mm. all of a sudden you feel better it's like there's movement and that's that's what we need now businesses need that too so I was going to mm. ask you, as, as you were talking about it and you said the word, I was like, oh, maybe I should ask Mel if she can do an audit um, of my Kashyyyk records of my business and the, my yeah. entity. Can you, can you do that for other people's businesses? Yeah, I, have, yeah, I haven't um, really done that yet. Do you want to try I'd, I'd, I'd love to. You can be my guinea pig. Yes. And see. Yeah. I love hey. being a guinea pig. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, right, I'll send I'll you what you need yeah, to perfect. tap in well especially yeah. now because we're we're just we're, we're just in the birth phase of it um and you know we interviewed my friend deb from soul evolution i think you and deb would get along well she um she she came on the podcast and she's running my meditations for our online membership so i saw she, um what did you call it something with deb uh well her business is called soul evolution so i think it was just but you said, was it Saturdays with Deb? Or is it oh, something Deb's a bit Delight. More? There, there we go. Because I, I was like, Deb's Delight? What's this? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that really stood out. Yeah, I didn't know what else to call it. So it was, um, <laughs> that just came to me. So maybe yeah, awesome. Akashic Records went, yeah, it's going to be called Deb's Delight. Um, yeah, so she'll be doing tomorrow at 7.30 a.m., a live meditation. But yeah, so numerology, she, she really... Um, is a master in numerology and she spoke to me once about the numerology numbers so I'm an 11 uh, so I'm an 11 as well are you? yeah master number 11 sister knuckle bang <laughs> uh, yeah I've got the I've got it oh my god yeah that's awesome and so we just bought a house and it's number 29 oh my god I know right <laughs> that's awesome um so yeah, but she spoke about you know the one, two, three, four, five, and one is the the just the the seed of a thought, and then number two is then talking about number three, and so she went through this thing, and I looked at my past relationships and realised that I was skipping so many steps. You mm. know, I, I'd I'd have the idea that maybe I wanted to be in a relationship and find someone, but then I'd jump all these really important steps. So this relationship with them. I've really been trying to follow these steps and, and um, because we're trying to construct something. So it's like you you forget to put some bricks in place and then it's going to mm. fall down. So mm. with the business, 
so it's in its early stages so to have someone coming to do an audit would be amazing mm, yeah i'd love to it'd be my yeah. honor yay and then there's so <laughs> many things for you to do because we need to you know, put some programs online and then we need to do workshops and we need to all yeah this, you can so. actually put um current products or intended so intended ones are ones that you've already been thinking about that's already there's already some energy in the record of that product and we can check that as well. Oh, this is going to be the best day It Trust me, it takes out so much wasting time. Yeah. Like it's been amazing, yeah. Oh, I'm genuinely excited. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I can't wait. This is going to be awesome. Um, so for someone sitting here listening and they're, they're talking, we're talking about the natural high and... Mm-hmm. Oh, before we get into that, I had a client, no, a friend, who was with someone who was uh, was using ice, mm-hmm. um, and they hadn't used it for about four months, and she set a really firm boundary. She said, I'm not going to be with you if you use, mm-hmm. and and then one weekend, she found that he'd used, so she went, no, I, I broke up with him, uh, which mm-hmm. was a shame, you know, there's a great connection, lovely guy, blah, 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 mm-hmm. and I... Yeah, you know, there's no right or wrong in that instance, but I, I just I really wanted to chat with you about it. About what does someone who's in a relationship with an, an addict? How do how do they do? How do you, where do you set the boundaries and 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 ease the boundaries off? Where do you come at it from compassion and love, or where do you, you know, is is a three strike policy? What's mm-hmm, some mm-hmm. advice for someone out there that's in that relationship? Yeah. So. Um what uh, I guess what we say is it's a, the de- to the degree of resentment that's there. So you know we always say be as compassionate as you can, be caring, um, have boundaries in terms of not cutting people off but encouraging them to recover. But you know if you get to the degree of where you're trying to be loving and compassionate and the resentment is building up, that's going to create a wall in the relationship anyway. And that's actually that resentment that builds up in you, say your partner's an addict, is going to cause you to starting to shame them and guilt them, which may trigger them to want to use more. Not saying it's your fault, just saying that it could, because you start looking at them with anger and resentment, right? So to the degree of the resentment should be to the degree of the boundaries and if it's too much. Um, So that's the most general answer that I can give because there's so many circumstances and obviously we deal with people that deal with... their own children and things like that be as compassionate as you can for as long as you can but yeah just watch that resentment and that's when more stronger boundaries should be um coming into play basically yeah yeah i've I've had to help a a few mums let go of their sons who have, have just been very far down the ice path and 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 it's not my area of expertise but i've i've spoken to the mums about their attachment and holding on to this person because you think they should be better or you think they should uh, these mums are imposing their beliefs and, and yes. care, are caring more about their son's happiness than their sons are caring about their own happiness so there's that dysfunction in the relationship there and yes. so we've had to help them to step back and to let go which is very hard for a mother to do to their son yeah yeah but it's it's important. Otherwise, they're going to get taken down with them, and they're they're going to end up 
just as in a bad place mentally or spiritually. Yes, and like the, you do need to have a full cup to really help someone properly. Mm. And secondly, you know, if you try, usually we're trying to fix someone else to, unless you're a practitioner and someone's like paying you to help them. Usually you try to fix someone else or a loved one because it's making you feel uncomfortable. Yeah. And it doesn't have to just be addiction. It could, or even your own child, you know, you want them to stop screaming because it's causing you to feel unease. And, and if you weren't allowed to scream when you were younger, you can't hold a space for them. Or it goes or against you, your beliefs that my child should be perfect and my definition of perfect. Or my child is a reflection of me, you know, or, you know. So, yeah, it's really about um, being able to have your cup full so you can create a safe space for someone rather than coming from a place of you need to be better so I feel better, you know? Yeah, totally. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because I, I, well, in, in terms of my work, that's the attachment is the source of suffering. So if you're mm. attached to a belief that they should be good because they're your son and you desire, you have an attachment to a desired outcome that they be happy and healthy, yep. all of a sudden you're creating your own suffering because that's right suffering. and they'll say why are you doing this to me yeah and it's mm-hmm. that ego involved it's for, they're taking it personally that's the, right this person's not waking up in the morning choosing to smoke some how could i and, how could i fuck up my mum today yeah, yeah, yeah wake no. up. what time is it 8am oh it's time to smoke crack so i really disappoint my mum yeah yeah exactly. that's not a conscious thought that's and that's but that's what so many people are doing making it about us and or making it about them i had a another couple come to see me um sort of in their early 70s beautiful people but they they came in because they wanted help uh trying to get their son to have some help they couldn't figure Mm. out how to get their son to get help and after two sessions they both said to me maybe we need to do some work on ourselves and i said Mm. you you think so (laughs) they both went through a 12-week program themselves and coming out of that or even seven weeks into it they both went our relationship with our son has changed amazingly because we've taken off our expectations and our pressures the dynamic the energy is all shifted and now our version of happiness isn't it you know our son's version of happiness is is different to our version of happiness but they can appreciate that now because they've stepped away from it and they've lost mm. that attachment. So mm. all of a sudden the son doesn't have an issue with being around his mum and dad anymore because he can just be himself. Yeah. And, and he's not using as much because he doesn't feel that angst and that negative energy coming through. That's right, yeah. And I get really interested in all that. And um, if anyone wants to look into that more like for themselves, like look up conscious parenting by dr shafali it's like it actually triggers me listening to it but it's really good um she's got In two what way? books what triggers you oh i just feel like it's just so it's just i think i've still got a bit of ptsd from healing so many people's traumas because that's what mm. we do so i'm still unraveling that and also having my own son and also having my own trauma growing up so but it really like uncovers that whole thing of like society and how you know they just put um, all this pressure on kids starting from so young, like two years old, to be academically so um, 
so switched on and, you know, for the kids not to play up and the parents get offended and everything we've just been talking about um, and how, but it really, her main message is like, you've just, like the parents, you just have to do, do your own like healing, basically. Oh, like, yeah. let As the kid be the kid, like stop trying to shape them. They can't, they can't step into, they can't observe their child without being triggered unless they've got a really clean and healthy core themselves. Yeah. What are you barking at, Polly? Um, and I, I see it all the time. We use an example. If you see a mum in a supermarket and she's got a five-year-old child by the hand and she's going, hurry up, would you? Hurry up. It's all she, She's trying to make this child with five-year-old legs go at her adult pace. And it's mm. so irrational that she's making mm. it about her. Oh, the, the child will have a meltdown. I want this toy. No, you can't have the toy. Oh, but I want it. And he'll have a meltdown. Mm. And you'll see her, her turn bright red and she'll go, you're embarrassing me. Stop it. You're embarrassing me. And you sit there and like, yeah, you, you can't let a five-year-old have a meltdown because, you know, they're five. They're going to have meltdowns. Like, live within the reality of and, what is. And usually, you know, what's really interesting is they're usually having a meltdown because they're not feeling heard. And then in that same moment, the parent's not feeling heard. Like, you're not listening to me. Mm. Or, you know, but in that moment, the child's not being heard. You're feeling uncomfortable because the child's feeling uncomfortable. You're meant to be attuned to that and not attack them, but hold space for them. Yeah, but they're so, both so heightened. But the, the parent yeah. gets heightened because they're operating off this irrational belief system. I must get what That's I want, right. which is for my child to be perfect. And the and kid's like, I want to get what I want. Yeah. But the kid's not. <laughs> it's the, the same. Kids, but the kid's not emotionally mature, so that's where it's that's the parents' responsibility. Trust me, adults aren't. A lot of adults aren't either. No, no <laughs> they're the same level as a three-year-old. <laughs> all, the, all these adults are trying to hold down adult jobs and adult relationships, but oh, okay, yeah. it's this really immature belief system, and it's just not working. And that's so. the thing, you know, if that child gets screamed at and their emotions are shut down when they're three, what happens? with that child is when they get older when they feel like they're having a meltdown they're going to act like a three-year-old they're still mm-hmm. stuck in that trauma you totally. know this is like where i get i'm so deeply passionate about kids being treated properly like it's so deep in my heart because i yeah it just breaks my heart you know i wish i could just like get all the children of the world and just heal them all at no, once but so i can't we but we want to get all the, <laughs> we want to get all the parents of the world that's right i know so that's right a position to look after the kids that's true I love the yeah. expression that adulthood is just undoing everything that happened to us in childhood. Yeah. And I think there's there has to be a shift um, in society about adults taking responsibility for their own happiness and taking responsibility for their own healing and getting themselves in a position where they can parent um, from a from a position of compassion and empathy and understanding which they can't do if they're constantly triggered and reactive Um, that's right but i think like obviously this is woke blokes and that awakening experience sets people on the path however that starts for them but i saw this really cool like scale like i know i've got my normal scale of consciousness but there's this other one where it's like the bottom is um for the first one of consciousness is victimization uh, the second one is empowerment, MKH empowerment. Um, Shout out. The, th- <laughs> um, the third one 
Oh, now I can't remember, can I? <laughs> Interesting how you made it about you and your initials in your own business, though. I know, and then I just lost track. Um, and then, I can't remember what the... Oh, the next one is... Um, uh, it's either allowing or... What's the other word for allowing? Just letting go. Or... Surrender. Yep. Surrender. And then the top one's enlightenment. And they're those basic four levels. So you can see most people are in that victimization, you know? And, and that victimization is the ego. It's, it's me, my, I. It's amazing how many sentences start and end with I and then me at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And helping people to come into that understanding, just starting to listen to the words that they're using and the semantics that are implying, the sentences that they're employing. And it's once they become aware, they're like, shit, this is all about me. I'm expecting the universe and everyone in it to revolve around me and my needs and what I want. And in that, there's, there's no place for a collective compassion or a collective consciousness. Or, that's right. A, we're all me. Making and that's, me. A, that's a huge moment of awakening in itself is realizing the oneness that we're all connected and it's not all about you, yeah. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Well, well, we could sit here and just talk about this for hours. Maybe we'll start I a woke so. bloke and a woke woman podcast. We'll, uh, do a little side hustle or something. But uh, I personally would love to do some more work with you. Um, and I encourage mm-hmm. any listeners to get in touch with Mel because uh, healer of the highest order. So, um, oh, thank but, you. No, it's, it's, it's a pleasure. Thank you. And, uh yeah, my business is, is looking forward to, to having an audit done. We're going to, yeah, pull it apart and see what's going on. Going to put my fingers up there and see oh, what's going get on. In and put, your body, <laughs> put your rubber glove on. <laughs> right. It's, uh, Do a real to... good inspection up there. <laughs> uh, it has been an honour to spend, some, uh, spend an hour with you. Thank you. I know you, you too, Nick. I know, I've I'm, really enjoyed it. Yeah, it's been great, and I can't, you know, selfishly, I can't wait to see you guys come back here and give you all a big hug when we're allowed to start touching other people again. And, <laughs> um, see little Tommy, and I mean, there's two already. That's just gone. I know. So fast. Um, yeah. So, and thanks for keeping Ryan in in good shape, and and I know it's that's, not the easiest job. I, I was going to say that's know? why you've reduced your work hours to two hours a day because you've got. Has so time. I can monitor him. Yeah, has time the rest of the time. But uh, me and all the listeners appreciate it as well. So uh, you're an amazing human doing an amazing thing. So thank you. Thanks. Thanks, Nick. You're welcome. All right. Well, we'll end up there, listeners. Um, hopefully you've, you've had some really good insights into today and, and we recommend jumping on the centerforhealing.com.au and uh, grabbing a copy of uh, the book. What was it? Um, the Natural, the Natural High. High. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we'll see Secrets you to overcoming week. instant gratification and finding inner peace. Jesus. How's that for a tagline? Wow. Get your head around that. All right. Thanks, everyone. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the Woke Blokes podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show. Also, leave us a five-star rating. We thank you so much, and we'll see you all next time.